welcome to a new edition of Full Time Out, presented by K Black with everybody's on call. Today we got a special episode. We're gonna talk about the All NBA selections, and we're gonna give out our All NBA selections. Uh, talk about a little bit about the Maya Moore situation with Jonathan Irons and McCore Maker commitment. So with that, what up, Hunk? What up? What up, Kev? I'm good, man. How it's been the last few days? You know, same old with me, you know, living and maintaining, you know, just trying to get day by day. Uh, that's for sure, man. Uh, we got a, we had a little episode uh, last Sunday, so it came out last Monday. We talked about, uh, obviously, Maya Moore and uh, Jonathan Irons. And this week, we got the news, and there was a live on Instagram. You sent me that, that link, actually, um, right. where... Jonathan Irons finally became a free man and came out of of prison. So, tell me a little bit how how that situation touched you. Um, man, it was it was it was definitely tough, man. I I mean, deep, I guess. You know, what I mean, just watching that and it's like, you know, what I mean, like I said, when we spoke about it, we we didn't really know what Maya was up to. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, until like recently, kind of started coming back to the surface and just. You know what I mean? Just watching her emotions, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, have, first, it, it looked like she just won a championship. You know what I mean? And it was just, she was so emotional. Like, she was basically on her knees. Like, I can't believe, you know what I mean? Like, all this work, all these sacrifices. And, you know what I mean? Just to see the man coming out to see his family, you know what I mean? Hugging mm-hmm. him and stuff like that. And I was like, man, that's, you know, that's that's the meaning of life right there. You know what I mean? To To be able to, you know, sacrifice a piece of yourself to you know, to help somebody who has, you know, a little less than you do. And, you know, for her to do that at the, like we said, at the highest level of her life, you know what I mean? And and this is the result. It was just, it was beautiful to watch, honestly. No, it was definitely beautiful. And one one thing that I liked is, you know, it finally got the attention that it deserved, you know? Right, uh, right. An athlete of her stature, giving up her career and, you know, sort of, you know, shortening her career. To, uh, to free somebody else, to help somebody else, to help a family uh, that definitely needed it, I think that's something that needs to be recognized by a lot more people and that needs to be talked about um, a lot more. Right. So I was, I, I was really happy about that, that it, it, she, she finally got the, got the recognition that she deserved, although I don't think it's enough um, right. as far as the attention that women's sports get overall because right. like we said in the last podcast if it had been a man doing the same thing it probably would have gotten like you know twice or three times the coverage but Definitely. the fact the fact that it was a woman doing this i mean it, it got some coverage but not as much as it definitely should have no definitely i mean i would i mean at this point i'm just hoping that it kind of jump starts something uh you know where they they get a lot more attention you know what mm-hmm. i mean because like we said she, maya you know she even though she started this thing um you know uh i think renee right she 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 jumped into it as well and you know just bringing them showing them love you know what i mean like they're doing a lot of great stuff on their end and i think it, it deserves that same type of attention that same type of love no I, and that that that's that's just what we're saying it's like it needs the attention and it, it not only goes what they do off the court. It's really, you know, right. when, when it comes down to it, it, it's also about what they do on the court where right. 
you know, it's a disservice to the amount of work women put in that there are not as much investments as there are there's for men, you know? Right, right, they definitely. They, they don't get the same, uh, you know, the same opportunities just because, you know, they're a different gender. So exactly, it's, it's sort of a, of, of, a, of a big issue that we still have in our society that, you know, they're not recognized to their to their due value um, compared to their to their male co counterparts. Yeah, but um, no, definitely one, one thing she mentioned uh, though, that that I like, she she said uh, it's not over. This is only the beginning. So to reiterate what we said last time, maybe this is it for her basketball career. Maybe this is really the new path that she's going to take and, you know, right. fight full social justice and, and definitely. Uh, And social reforms as far as criminal justice reforms. So I'm, I'm not even shocked, though, honestly. Sorry to cut you out, just because mm -hmm. it, it, it's in her DNA. She's so competitive as a person that, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, she treated this like a championship. Yeah. She wants more now. You know yeah. what I mean? She had a taste for it, and now she, she wants more. You know what I mean? For, and we looked at her career, like we said, she probably felt like she gave everything to it. You know what I mean? She, she worked so hard, you know what I'm saying, throughout her whole childhood just to be this elite athlete. Mm -hmm. And now she's comfortable stepping away, you know what I mean, doing what she's doing. And not only that, she just won a championship doing it. You know what I mean? And just she helped somebody come out. It's like, what, when, what can we do more? You know what I'm saying? How can we do more? And it's like, she, I think she's going to push, keep pushing that agenda. She's comfortable with it. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And and she's probably going to succeed to, you know, try to free other people. And for sure. I, I believe that's going to be something she, she's going to be recognized for as much as her playing career, you know. Right. Which is, right. Which is a beautiful thing. Uh, another subject that we wanted to talk about uh, that, that is something that we discussed in a previous pod. So... Right. Um, About three weeks ago, we talked about, or two weeks ago, we talked about uh, young athletes, so young prospects, high school prospects, committing to HBCUs, if that was something that was feasible, and the impact that it could have, and all of that. And right. so this week, uh, a five-star prospect, McCurr Maker, was set to decide between Auburn, um, Howard, UCLA, And he decided to commit to Howard, so mm. an HBCU. And the decision obviously sent shockwaves to the basketball world where it was like, <laughs> this is, you know, this is the highest rated, rated prospect to ever commit at, at an HBCU. Right. And, you know, as he said in his, in his statement, he said, you know, I, I don't want this to start, just said, you know, to just be me and... If it's going to be something that has an impact, it has to be a lot more people and it has to really be something sort of a movement. Right. So how, what impression did you have of, of his decision to commit to Howard instead of those uh, powerhouses? Um, I, I think it's a good thing. Uh, my, my only, you know, I guess not, I don't, concern might be the wrong word, but I'm just hoping it's not... Uh, uh, a hype thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a in the moment thing with, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the temperature going on, like with everything going on, kind of, 
you know, jump on it for a, a quick marketing scheme. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just hope that's not it and it's, it's genuinely felt and he genuinely feels like that is where my heart is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think if that's what it is, then I commend him and it's it's an amazing move and I think it's an amazing start to something beautiful that, you know, could happen if, you know, other young players, you know, feel that same sentiment. Yeah. Now, if, if it's a marketing scheme, it'll be a little disappointing because, you know, these day and age, you know, anything, you know, for for a click or a follow or, you know, uh, a like or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, a, a lot of people do a lot of things for clout. and <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but I feel like it, it was genuine, you know. Right. Well, what it, makes you think that? The thing is, like, he, he had all the options and it's not like he's a guaranteed uh, one and done guy. So if you really, I like, mean, he's probably like he, he that, might do a, he might do a one and done, but the thing is the amount of exposure and the amount of uh, visibility that he gets from going to these other school is a lot bigger than him going to Howard. I understand that him going to Ho- Howard is the first one to do it, um, right? Gets all the attention for the moment, but in the long run, having the BBN making you this sort of, like, you know, celebrity at 19, it, it, it's a pretty big thing, you know? Right, right. It's a but, lot more visibility and a lot more mm-hmm. hype in you, that you're sense. Right. You're, you're right, but I think that could also be argued that, first thing first, the, the whole marketing scheme that, you know, I'm, I'm referring to is, it's like, he, he's going to be the first one to do it, so he's going to trend. Now they're going to pay attention to him. Second, he's a five-star, like you said. So yeah. all these GMs and scouts, and what, they know where he's at. They are yeah. going to go see him. Yeah. You get what I mean? So at the end of the day, as far as visibility, I think visibility only matters more to, let's say, like a four-star, maybe a three-star who's pretty good, who kind of needs that extra love. But like this, this day and age, like a lot of these... Mid-major schools, guys, are doing numbers. I mean, John Moran did go number two, right? And we kind of argued that he could have probably went number one and nobody would necessarily be mad. Yeah. No, and but, but the thing is, my, 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 my sole reason is he's going there by himself. It's he not is. like he's going there with two other five-star prospects, you know? Right. Whereas if he goes to Kentucky... You know, he's playing with uh, Terrence Clark, with Brandon Boston. You know, those guys that are also going to get all the attention from NBA scouts. So right. if you're going on a team like Howard that, is, that does ha- doesn't have the amount of talent that a Kentucky mm-hmm. or not Auburn has, and you go there by yourself, you have to perform. And if you really want to get the attention from scouts, you really have to put up numbers. Like, but that, that has always been his thing, though. Like, if you look at his career, he had never really played on a stacked team like that. He played at Hillcrest like I'm talking last about high year. School. Last year, Hill- that was, and that was his last year yeah. before that. That's, that was a pretty stacked team. That was the last time. I mean, that was the first and last time, actually. Yeah. I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, I remember seeing him around and you see, like, a bunch of five foot ten guys around him, and he's the one bringing up the ball and doing everything. Mm-hmm. And that's how he was developed. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was how he was able to showcase 
you know, he can handle the ball by being, you know, on not a so stacked team that kind of forces him to do everything. Yeah, no, and 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 I think and I think he probably picked that because of the basketball situation as well, right? Because him going to Kentucky, going to Kansas or Auburn or whatever, Oregon or UCLA, like he's six eleven, he's gonna be on the post. Right. As much as he like, yes, he's gonna be like he's gonna pop pick and pop and take some threes from time to time. Right. But they're going to try to develop his post game as much as possible just because, well, that's, that's something it. that he's going to have to be able to take advantage of. And those teams are already stacked with good guards. Right. So they're not going to need his ability to necessarily create off the bounce. So whereas as a situation like Howard, he's able to like kind of experiment. Right. A little bit more, you know. Where Which he, I, I'm not even sure if that's the best thing, honestly. I'm uh, not sure either. Right. Because his, his cousin was kind of developed like that. And when he got in the league, they kind of put him to the post, block shots, rebound. Like, I, I can't remember the last time I seen uh, Tan um, put the ball on the floor, ISO, like he used to do in high school. Oh, no, not at all. But the thing is, you really, like, you really, really have to be an elite shot creator to do that in the league right and even though he's pretty polished and he's pretty skilled uh McCur- he's not an elite like he's not he's no jason tatum no no sir so if you you're not at that level and you're 6 11 well you're gonna get asked to do big man things because that's Facts. how you're gonna be effective that's how that's you're, a fit. you're gonna have a real impact in the game so that's a fit and I can understand his process where going to Howard's going to help him uh, develop his wing game and, you know, bring the ball up and shoot a lot more threes and not post up as much, maybe. But in the long run, if he's going to be prepared to go to the league, uh, I mean, he needs to be able to do those things, those little, you know, the intangibles, the, the, the right. dirty work, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So... I mean, that that that's our that's our two cents for that. Uh, we wish a lot more guys uh, make that decision to go to HBCUs, especially definitely the the next generation of kids. You know, the younger generation, yeah. so that it becomes sort not only a trend but sort of an habit. You know, for those kids right. to just be like, "Hey, I'm going to consider at least one of those schools," and yeah, eventually it'll bring more attention to the schools, and you know, if the better players go to the schools, that's how you get the TV money. That's how you become a, a more elite conference, basically. Because right. you're able to attract the best talent, and that's it. So we're going to take a little break. After we come back, we're going to make our All-NBA selections pick. All right, back from that little pause. Uh, so... This is our final All-NBA selections. So we did All-NBA All-Rookie Team. We did All-NBA Defensive Teams, which, uh, you know, we had a little good good fun debate in those two. Now, today, I feel, I feel like this one's going to be heated because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I made my picks. I think they're, they're fine. They're pretty fair. But, you know, I'm not sure you're going you're gonna to agree with a lot of those we're gonna go same it, it, go, it goes by positions right so right uh, two guards two forwards 
uh, one center. You can cheat a little bit, you know, move certain guys. You know, like a guy that was a center in our all-NBA defensive team is not necessarily go- going to be a center in our right. all-NBA all- all team. So maybe that will change a little bit. Right. Um, so I'll let you start with your first team guard. Um, uh, that was pretty easy. Uh, Luca. Luca, Luca was my guy. Um, he was, he was, you know, I mean, listen, he was up and running for MVP. Uh, he, he's almost averaging a triple double. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Basically, you know what I mean? Like basically averaging close to thirty points a game. Yeah, I have to. Like I, I couldn't go against him. Okay. Um, Who'd you pick? So, first team guard. <laughs> I have LeBron James. Really. LeBron played point guard the whole season, so I put him as a guard. And he's my first guard on okay. the first team. Who, <laughs> uh, who ha- who's having a better season? Between Luka and LeBron? Yeah. LeBron. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't, you, right, you see that tone right there sounded like it was an outrageous question. How? Are, are, are you kidding me? How? He's been much better. Like, Luka is pretty bad defensively. Wait, he's, a, he's like a sieve. Like, he gets blown by all the time. LeBron like ha- did not defend this year. He was no, a LeBron def- No, LeBron was okay defensively. He, he wasn't didn't like, even make your defensive teams. No, I didn't make all, my all defensive and teams. And he usually he, makes it. Because it's not like LeBron was guarding the best players on the other teams or they playing free safety point. like he's he used to be. Defense. <laughs> no, but he did play pretty solid defense. Like, his, he, he hasn't been terrible like he was in Cleveland. Like it's the, the last two years in Cleveland, LeBron did not defend. This year, LeBron put in some, put some effort. He did defense. not defend this year. Oh yes, he did. Come oh, on, come on. Respect the Le- LeBron that we know. He led the league in assist. Uh, assist. Yeah, and that it, and and that's you see that goes to show how much work it takes for him to do that. Is he had to take away from his defense? No. Have Anthony Davis that he, gets him about four assists a game. Yes, he does. He's playing with the, the league with the. the He's playing with the best big men in the league. Obviously, that that exactly. helped him. Exactly. Luca's not playing with the best big men in the league. Luca been doing this since last year, rookie year. This okay. is his second Luka, year too. Luca was an average in twenty seven last year. Okay. He was not averaging twenty seven. Last but year, no. He was dropping them dimes like he he was though. Yeah, but not like this year. Like <laughs> he, like Luca Luca is is probably in the conversation. Well, not probably. He's in the conversation for most improved. Just as terms like. The game got a lot more easy, easy for for him. You know why I think you took out Luca? Why? And we're gonna find out. Is because you wanted to absolutely keep Anthony Davis in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> but that's why you're making a kiss because you know that point guard position because you you fought to put LeBron at the point. <laughs> no, I, I I didn't fight. I was like LeBron played guard all season. Why would I put him at forward when he played 75% of his minutes as at guard? I agree, but he and is a forward. And he's been the best player playing the guard position this year. No, no, yes, no, he's no, been. no, no, no. You're telling me right now, it, like, as of 2020, when the season ended, March 12th. Luca. Luca was a better basketball player than LeBron James? Better basketball player? Yes. Oh, my Lord. Yes. Because Luka, because the, because Luka, the only Luka, argument Luka. you came the only argument you came to me with was he doesn't defend. 
He doesn't. But me, he's not. He's not as impactful. About, he's not as impactful as LeBron. He doesn't control the what, game like LeBron what, does. Luca. Luca doesn't. Like I, how I, 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 do I, they I, get those wins? They're a pretty solid team. Like that's oh, a good team. Luca is elite. I'm telling you, Luca is elite offensively. He's Luka's one of the unguardable. best. He is one of the best offensive players in the league. I'm not denying he's that. He's unguardable, virtually unguardable. But he's not also not the most efficient guy as far as you know his threes go. Like he's an incredible finisher. He gets to the line. He shoots pretty well from the line. But you know he doesn't make that many threes. He's not the, he's not the most explosive guy. He whoa 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 whoa. He's not the most. Did you just say he's not the most explosive guy? Well, it's not. But yes, and, and I'm glad. I know. I'm glad you said that. But yeah. what does that matter if you can't stop him from getting 30 <laughs> points? Don't talk to me about him. Not look. This is what I don't get. No, you but the thing about, is, you 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 can impose your will athletically, and that matters from time to time. Bron does that. Who? Bron does that. Sometimes saying, you just feel like Bron is just this. Unstoppable no. beast. No, I get what I'm saying, but this this my logic. This man yeah. is shooting 31%, 32% from the three. Yeah. Which is not the greatest three-point shot, right? No, but he finishes like he's what I'm saying shack. is even with that, with his non-athletic self, yeah. still manages to cook anyone that stands in front of him. Like normally, if you don't shoot well the three and you're not explosive. It's easy to contain you. You just sag off of him a little bit, make sure he takes contested threes, and you got him. But this guy is, like I said, virtually unguardable. So he's, re- he's really he's really crafty with the ball. Exactly. So when I'll you talk about what Luca does well, you gotta say that instead of telling me he's not explosive. No, no, no. <laughs> Honestly, Luca is Luca is great. He shoots seventy five percent from from close range. Right. Um, the, the kid is really, really amazing. <laughs> but let's, let's go as far as, you know, let's just look at the advanced stats, what, what they're telling us, okay? But, and then... Well, all right, but a quick question so, while, while you're looking at advanced stats. Yeah. Who has a better team? Who am I LeBron right now? I'm not sure. If Luca has Anthony Davis right now... Yeah. ...on his squad... Yeah. How many assists do you think he's averaging? About the same. Eight, nine. Really? Nine, because, maybe whoa, whoa, ten. Whoa. He's at, he's at 8.7 right now. Exactly. And with like, Anthony Davis... It's not, like, it's, it's not like he has a, a trash-ass bum on his team. Like, no, he, he's no, playing with Chris Tapps. Chris Tapps is pretty good. Chris Tapps is good, but um, he also, you know, been on the injury side. He's not the same. He's not, he's not the Chris Tapps we know. No, he's... <laughs> The last, the last two months, he's been the Chris Tapps we know. When Luca got injured from that, that, from that point on, Chris Tapps been like pretty solid, like 95% of all Chris Tapps. He didn't start the year well. Luca been cooking like this all. Oh, Luca's year. been good. Okay, so uh, let's go. Box plus minus. Luca 8.4, Braun 8.7. Slight advantage okay. to Braun. And uh, value of a replacement. 4.7 Luca, Braun 5.7. Okay. Win shares. Luca 8.1, Braun 9.5. If we go PER, <laughs> okay. 
LeBron, uh, Luca. Okay, that Luca has it. 27.7, Braun mm. 26. But essentially, as far as the inv individual stats, Luca produces more, but the impact of Braun is greater. Because if you look at the win shares, that means by himself, he's basically won 10 games. He's been the reason that they won at least 10 games. Um, value over replacement. So if you replace Braun with an average guy on the, on the league, it's 5.7 points less. And Luca average is... average guy? Yeah. And Luca is 4.7 okay. points. So that just means LeBron has more impact than Luca has as far as being on his team. On, so, his, and, on his and team. Exactly. So obviously, it's still... It's very, very statistics and it's not... You know, the the reality might say something else if you just swap them from one another. From But right. just from... What the stats say, if you swap them from one another, there's a slight downgrade from Gordon LeBron to Luca. If we, we swap them teams? Yeah. No, you say if you put an average guy. You didn't say if you put Luca, because Luca's not average. So if no, Luca's not LeBron, average. But no, but if you put an average guy compared to Luca, it's only, well, not only, it's 4.7. If you put an average right. guy to LeBron, it's 5.7. So, right. you know, there's a lot of difference there. LeBron is slightly better than Luca, as far as the impact goes. But Luca has produced more. But Trey Young also produced a lot of points. You know, a lot of guys. He produce. he did, but also you know what I'm saying that the conversation that we often have with with LeBron is how he controls. You know what I'm saying that whole, uh, you know, every team that he plays on, as far as like making sure it fits him. I feel yeah, like the off, the fit. offense is always very very exactly. catered and to I, him, but it's not like Luca. It's not like Luca's of, offense isn't catered to him. It is, but I'm saying Luca can play different type of brand than LeBron, like more type of brands than LeBron. LeBron it has to cater to his brand of basketball, especially if he's playing at the one. Luca can play off ball. Yes, Luca can play off ball. Luca played That's off what ball I'm a lot last year, but they figured that the best way to maximize him and their team was to um, to play him on the ball, to put the ball Without in his hands. Without a question, because he's, he's, he's an amazing passer. Yeah. But do you agree that LeBron has slightly, has slightly more impact than, than Luka does? Um, like, if you, if you watch the games... Right. If you were a coach... Right. And you had to pick one player for one game to win... What game, am I what, what game am I watching? Because the thing is, if I'm watching them against Toronto, Luca at home <laughs> was a problem. There was no stopping them. And I saw Toronto having LeBron looking a little, you know what I mean? Oh, no. So they, 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 play, they play LeBron really well. But if you say, okay, let's pick the, the, the best-built team in the league, the Clippers. So you right. have to win a ball game against the Clippers. Right. And you have the same roster from both teams. Right. Who do you pick between Luca and LeBron? Man, that's, that's tough because you, you, you asking me to go, you know what I mean? Against LeBron is more versus, you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm thinking of LeBron, I'm thinking of what he has done historically. You know what I mean? And that comes into play when I'm making that decision. And Luca, he's in his second year. He's a problem right now. You know what I mean? So obviously off the strength of, what I've know of LeBron in the past, I might go with LeBron. Okay, and that's your choice. No, LeBron's that's not my choice. No, because <laughs> no, well, because what what you're saying is, if I'm going against the best players, the best athletes, 
I have to pick LeBron over Luca. Um, no, because you also got to understand if I can have a good defensive team around Luca, he's smart enough to play defense. But I'm just putting at it like he's not. He's Le- not going to be targeted. He will be just like they targeted stuff. And you still find a way around it because of how good he is offensively. Because that's like in that same yes, breath. Yes, and also I'm because you, you surround this Steph with four other elite defenders. But that's what I'm saying. So if you got guys, because the same thing could be said about offensively, right? With with, with LeBron and essentially what's going on, you put him at the one, right? Yeah. And let's say right now. <laughs> I, I feel like I can kind of predict what's going to go on with, with the rest of your list. You'll probably have the Greek Freak. Yeah. you probably have Anthony Davis. Yeah. And who else? How many players is that? LeBron. You probably have James. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. James Harden. So, and then who else? You're, you're missing one. James Harden, LeBron James, Greek Freak. Anthony Davis, and you did not pick Joker. No. Yes, I did. If if, if, if I, you did, yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> I am shocked. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. He's on wow. my first team. Okay, but you see, like, all right, that's that's fine. But you see that team right there. Yeah. I don't know if LeBron is a point guard for them. I don't know. Who is? Luca. Because James needs the ball. Luca's fine playing off the ball. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I understand if you're building a team, like but a real we, team out of the all NBA first team, but we're really more talking about who were the better performers at each at each at each position. It's but how am I not to, gonna say Luca is not the best at that position if um rebounding s- Scoring, he did that better than LeBron. Did he have more impact on his team success than, than LeBron did? I think he did have. We just team. looked at the metrics together. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> all, all the metrics say Listen, LeBron these, these was more metrics, valuable these than metrics, Luka. These metrics are flawed. You know that. The eye test, though. The eye test. And the eye test, what, what did the eye test say? LeBron test, was was probably like third or fourth in the MVP consideration. But that, that's what. But, but Luca was on that list too. That's one and two. No, we also talked. He was not he's on not, that list. He's not, he's not they second. They were definitely hating on him. I'm not. No, he hate. was not second. No, no, I didn't say he was second. I didn't say he was second. I'm saying he was on that Come list on. of potential MVPs. Yes. But what? I, all right. So if Luca, right? The the thing is, I said LeBron. He fixes that team. To fit his image. So when he's not there, the impact is felt a lot harder than, let's say, a Luca who, not necessarily if, he, if he's not there, guys know what to do. Often I feel like with LeBron's teams, the team like, is so catered to him that when they're not there, guys look like they don't know how to play. So it's, that's why I'm saying like the metrics are flawed because it doesn't show that. Because guys don't know what to do. Listen, if, if let's say you're used to getting, you know... No, I, I understand. And we've had that discussion a lot. <laughs> we've had that discussion, like, very, very, very often. Right. That LeBron essentially 
is like, you know, somebody that does pretty much everything in a house. And when they're not there, you're basically lost. You know? Exactly. The person cooks for you and does the groceries, blah, blah. And then when you have to do it by yourself, you're like, well, where am I supposed to do this? Like, where am I supposed to put this? So that is, that is true that it is an issue with LeBron-led teams. Right. But the, the, the amount, like the height to which the impact is shown, especially this year, like is on, on court, on off court numbers. They're like as, as high as they've been in the past. Like, right. especially the last three years. Like, the last Cleveland year, like, his on-off weren't that good because, like I said, he wasn't playing defensively, so he was basically a liability on that end. Like, right. he made a lot of mistakes, he wasn't in a position, and right. such and such. But this year, even though, like, I understand they're not a deep team, like, the Mavs are a deeper team, Right. but the fact is, they have the best record in the West. Right. You know, so him and Davis are playing at such a high level that it doesn't matter that they're essentially screwed when those two guys are on the court, off the court. Right. Because they play at such a high level when they're on the court, they're able to maintain leads or to, you know, build such big leads that the guys coming off have the momentum and can maintain those leads. What what are the question they playing at a high level and I'm not and, taking and that, that away from them. And that's the thing. Like if you if Luca if Luca's team Luca's playing at a high level too though. He's playing at a high level. But look at his on court on and off numbers. Like when he's on the court they're, they're plus plus six point five. When he's off the court, like he's plus one point two. So his team actually does pretty good when he's not on yes because that team is built like that you know what They're, i mean it's kind of like the the joker yes, conversation that, means, that we had but, where you take credit away from him because his team is built in a way where guys are functional without him but yes. you can't take away we're talking about performance you can't take away from their performance because if we're talking performance you got to look at the numbers and the long but, but the, the thing shows is that but Luka that, is that matters elite level what yes yes i can understand that but to have a team that, that has won 46 games out of 64. Right. With a roster that we're both saying is not very good. And when those two guys are off the court, is essentially a lottery team. Those two guys are probably top five. Exactly. It doesn't matter what you got around them. And that's the thing. So they're playing at such a high level. But the, the high that, level that, that we're team is about, the number one team in the West. And that high level is what makes both of them all NBA first team selections. And that high level is 25, 7.9, 10.6 versus Luca, who's himself at a high level too, is what I'm saying. It's not like Luca's averaging like 25 points a game and I'm making a conversation for him. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying Luca doesn't deserve to be on. Any all NBA teams? Luca's my, no, on no, my no, second team. No, no, no. We're not talking about any. Uh, oh man! You, oh, that hurts. He's on my all NBA second team. That hurts. What do you mean? Okay, I you're telling me he's better player. than James Harden. Luca? Yeah. Right now, the way he's playing, yes. Oh my lord! So, How? so, so, so you think Luca is a is a top three player in the league? 
If I think I think he's top three performers in the league. Because what the, the argument the you're making is, for Luca is basically like saying Trey Young is the top three. Look at look at Trey Young's numbers. No, 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 no. No, no. Luca is winning too. Luca is winning. If Luca was losing, I'm not here talking about Luca. Exactly. Yeah, I, I bet you're not talking about Luca. <laughs> and that's the thing. J- J- James James Harden is averaging 36 points a game. Right? Okay, so the all, the all hard argument that you've been making about Luca is about his numbers and mm-hmm. how they compare to LeBron. Luca, yeah, Lu- uh, James got better numbers. Yeah, James is actually now he, he's at 34. So 34, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. Mm-hmm. So six points more, one assist less, and right, um, and his team has a like slightly better record than Lucas. So why would Who, you pick uh, J- uh, James Harden? Yeah, why would you pick? Why would you pick Luca before James Harden? At the point, are we talking about like the other guard? Like the other guard? No, the other guard. Listen, uh, James got to kind of. It's solidified. The only reason I'm bumping him down because you took out my boy from the point. You but, took but, him from but, the points. So I'm like, he has to fit in somewhere. But, but the thing is, it's two guards, regardless of what guard is. Right. It doesn't have to be a point guard or like a shooting guard. It's two guards. So, Bron right, has so played point LeBron, guard, so he's a is guard. Is LeBron playing better than James? Yes, he is. He's been more <laughs> consistent. Okay. Then that, that same argument could be used for Luka. Because because your boy exploded when things, you know what I'm saying, things were, were a little hot on the block. They were out of, outside the playoffs. And that's why it's hard for me to take kind of take James Harden out of it just because the stuff that he did to will his team back into it is yeah. it's commandable. It's commandable. Got, like I he started the year averaging like he averaged thirty eight points like the first few months. Right. That was legendary. Right. Like, no matter what you're saying, what you're thinking about, the way he does it, you know, all those free throws. and Not blah, a great blah. fan of it, but yeah. But it's still 38. He put up 38 for two straight months. Right. That's unseen territory. So, right. yeah. James is in. James is first. Nah, but, but, but honestly, if I'm putting Luca ahead of him, I just feel like Luca does it in a, in, a, in a cleaner way. You know what I mean? Like, is that the way he does it, you're right, but... Sometimes he gets off like 23s. You know what I mean? Yeah, if if Luca's like trying he, to get off 23s, he could probably average 40 points too. He, he's shooting at a better clip than Luca. Take him more. Of course he's going to heat up what eventually. Do you mean? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. That doesn't. <laughs> I hope he like... heats up eventually. Oh, golly. <laughs> It's not like he, he's taking rhythm threes, catch and shoot threes. No, he's not. No, he listen. Some of the shot he makes is it's 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 ridiculous. The it's guy's ridiculous. taking you no know, double step backs and all. But that's that's why that's why I was more comfortable putting those two there. I respect what James is doing. So so okay, so you're telling me you had Luca James, I think you probably had Braun, Giannis, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Joker at center. Yeah. Okay, so now we gotta go to the other debate. Right. So you're not you're not putting Anthony Davis in it. Well was Anthony who, who, Davis it, it, who, it, it, it to me was Anthony Davis against Greek freak uh, or LeBron. So you were not 
considering him as a center. But okay, Anthony Which, Davis versus LeBron. So who's actually, the better no, performer? Oh, oh. Who, who's the best player on the Lakers? Who's the better? Oh, performer you know on what? The Lakers? You know what? You know what? I take that back. I take that back. I actually had. Uh, I did want to put Anthony at the center. Uh, only reason why I didn't, I just felt like Joker was doing it as the primary guy. Okay. And I feel like I got I got to respect him for that. Okay. That that's that's so, the only reason. Okay. How 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 many games are Denver behind the Lakers? How many games are Denver behind the Lakers? Yeah, like three games, four games. Yeah. In the standings. Okay. Yeah. No, six actually. Six games, huh? Yeah. That's, that's a lot. It is a lot. Uh huh. It is. But I also seen Anthony Davis. As the main guy, and he is not making the playoffs. Ah, oh, please. I'm just Go saying, ahead. because if you're going to criticize him for being six games under, you know what I mean, who, as the main who's, guy. Who's the, best, who's the best player on the Lakers as of right now today? The best player? Yeah. I mean, if we're going with what you're saying, LeBron James is the best player. What do you mean, what I said? <laughs> According to what you're saying. No, I was comparing LeBron to Luka. <laughs> I wasn't. Okay. All right. All right. Question. When LeBron is not playing, mm-hmm. what's that team's record? Uh, with LeBron, they played 60 games. The record mm-hmm. is 47 and 13. Without LeBron, they're 2 and 1. Without LeBron, they're 2 and 1? 2 and 1 is not a big enough sample size. No, it's not. No, it, it, it's, it's not. It's not. But uh, let's just say that who benefits from who so, most? Take one of those two guys out. I don't even know if they're a playoff team. I think, I think if you take out AD, like you said, I think they're a playoff team because the other guys, they're not as good as AD, but they kind of allow LeBron to be himself. You know, a dive man and a bunch of shot makers outside. Yes, but it's way too much pressure on LeBron to be. It is. Scorer. It is, but I think because you can make the, the thing is, The thing is, LeBron can do that in, in spare minutes. And those two or three minutes a game where AD is not there and the floor is open and LeBron's running wild, yeah, and that's gonna show in those on-off stats for AD. Yeah, but in the course of forty-eight minutes, he needs that guy. He he definitely he needs, does. He, need, he needs a better scorer than he is. He does. He does. But at the same time, I just feel like if. You replace AD with just say like you know average score. Yeah. LeBron gets a job done. I don't, in the West. I'm not saying they're top three, but they could crack the playoffs. So they're better than Dallas. If they're better than Dallas, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're better than Dallas. I don't think LeBron got that 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 same energy Luca has. But the thing is, Dallas was seven when we last checked. Dallas? Yeah, they're yeah. seven. Yeah. Actually, they're tied. No, they're tied for... F- yeah, yeah, they're seven. They're, they're seven. Yeah. So, are you better than Dallas or not? No. Okay. No, so they're not, not better than Dallas. So, so, they're not making the playoffs? No, they're making the playoffs. They're just better than Memphis? Yeah. Okay. No, nah, they're definitely competing. Listen, they're... The, the five to seven, it's a dogfight. It could have yeah. gone anywhere. 
it, matter of fact, five to eight. So yeah, they they will be in that mix. I mean, when it comes to the West Coast, uh, often you one game away from being eighth and one game away from being second. I see. I mean, let let's agree to disagree on on on, our, <laughs> on that first team. I'll just recap what you had. So you had Luca, James, Braun, Yanis, and Joker. I had uh, Luke. Uh, no, not Luca. James, LeBron, Giannis, uh, AD, and Joker. So second team. Second <laughs> who's team. Who's your Who's your first team guy? Uh, my main man, Dame Dollar, Dollar, Dollar. Yeah, I had Dame Dollar as well. I think I think I think this season went kind of overlooked. Yeah. For Dame Dollar. Yeah, the the yeah. numbers he put up and and he had a stretch where he was averaging like forty five points a game oh, there man, and he was a problem. Yeah, I I think to me. Okay, I think Dame is a better player than Luca. Like if you're saying a more unstoppable force between the two, to right. me Dame is a better is more unstoppable than Luca is. Who has a better team right now? Luca has a better team. That that Portland team is is kind of ass. No, 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 no. no. Yes, that, yes. Not you, you have you if you have to play a Sun Whiteside thirty five minutes a game, your team is ass. If you have to play Carmelo Anthony at this stage of his career thirty minutes a game, your team is ass. That those are two <laughs> two straight facts. <laughs> All right. Um. How no? It's listen. I, I'm a big fan of Luca just because I feel like. He he scores on all three levels. Yes. He's a matchup problem because yes. he's what six seven, and yes. it's scary to picture that. You know what I mean? Dame Dame been great and he is great. I don't yeah. want to take anything away from him by, you know what I mean? Showing love to Luca. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dame as well. I just feel like you know there's moments where you know Dame, people were able to make him disappear a little bit. And and that that's just my only thing. Like and some of the guys that were able to do that was a guy like Drew Holiday. And I okay, seen well, Drew, Drew, I seen Drew Luca is, making Drew looking crazy. Okay, off of one game. Give 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 Drew a series to figure out Luca. I think he's too little. I don't know. Like Luca doesn't post up that much. He doesn't, but the thing is it's just it's weird. The fact that he's six seven and husky. When he puts that shoulder into you, it gets you off balance. You have yes, to be off does. balance. Yeah. And that opens up for his shot. Yeah. And, and it and creates a space that he needs to work with. Yeah. And he has and those little hesitation moves and all that. Crazy. You know what I mean? He's more creative off the bounce than uh, Yeah. Than Dane. Than Dane. Yes. And that's why, like, I, I want to bet on Luca. And and the, what I love about Luca, he. Does I, I just feel like well, the thing is, Dame is just uber efficient as far as just his scoring. Like he's, he's a amazing. better shot. He's a better shot maker than Luca right now. He is without a question. And that Dame at the end of the day, court. it it comes down to that. And to it, me, like obviously, maybe he doesn't create as well, but he's gonna make that shot more often it, than Luca will. It, he will, but uh, what essentially comes down to is when that is taken away. Because you're gonna have off moments. 
how creative can you get with finding other ways to score? And yeah. that's that's where once again, like I I, ha- I find a little bit of security in Luca. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna use his body to get to places and do what he needs to do. Yeah, and that's no, why you I know, like you. I find security there. Like Dame, he's incredible. He is incredible. Like I said, showing love to Luca. I don't want to take anything away from Dame, but it's just his ability. You know what I mean? To to just use his body to get where he wants to get it's, it's amazing so uh, we can move on what's your second team guard CP3 yep same thing we agree on that one um, right his, his raw numbers so if you just look at points per game assists per game they're not that crazy no but that's another guy that just the eye test and I think the value of a replacement I was actually shocked to see because usually guys with high value of a replacement are guys like you know that produce a lot, right? That have really crazy raw numbers. But in his case, he's only at what seventeen a game with um, with seven assists and and six five five rebounds, right? But his value of a replacement is at three point two, which is like top fifteen, top ten. And I was like. Oof. You know, that just shows you, like, even though he hasn't produced as much. Right. And maybe, like, his PR is not as high as it once was when he was at his peak. Right. But, like, win shares 8.1, value of replacement 3.2. Like, that's, those are, like, elite, elite numbers. Oh, for sure. And you're thinking, well, you know, that's just because when he's on the court, he really, really does have an impact. Yep. You know? Because his on-off, <laughs> that's insane. When he's on the court, they're plus 5.6. When he's off the court, um, they're minus 5. Oof. <laughs> so he's essentially a plus 10 overall. Yeah. You know, and that, that's CP. Like, you know, his best year, you know, is on-off or at plus 20, and that was really just because he... You know, he was was ridiculous. And he was one of the top five players in the league to me. But this year, you know, I think he's risen to the level of, again, being close to top 10, top 15 player in the league. And that shows by his impact when he's on, when he's off the court. Right. I I feel like this this year might be my favorite year for CP. Yes, yes. Because people are counting him out. Yeah. Because, you know, people kind of thought, you know, he was washed. And honestly... Personally, being like a crazy CP fan, I kind of thought that, you know what, the guy probably can't beat people one-on-one anymore. Right. Like, he really, really, like, he, he's lost a step, obviously, but I thought it was accentuated by the, fi- by the fact that he couldn't take mid-range pull-ups in Houston's right. offense. Right. So he, he really had to either attack the rim or, you know, jack those threes, where now it just needs that little separation Take that mid-range pull-up that he's probably one of the five greatest players ever. Right. At it, so. And he's back to, you know, being the elite point guard that he is. Yep. Um, second team, first forward. Uh, Kawhi? Yep. Same choice. Yeah. Same choice. I mean, we talked about, about Kawhi um, on the last pod. 
he coasted at times this year and also on both hands of the court. But yeah. the thing is, at his best quiet right now with KD injured, he's probably the best player in the league. Right. You know? Definitely. Like, if off of one game, I think, that's the guy I would pick. So, right. even if he's coasting, I think I think he's a, he's a top top three top three player so had to be on one of those two teams uh second forward um ad your man (laughs) all right i had luca (laughs) okay (laughs) so luca's a forward now hey luca Luca played a lot of forward this year okay (laughs) they have guards on that team they have the long right they have jj burry right now in luca that shows my boy's versatility that's fine hey you said it yourself. He's six seven, can handle dribble, pass, and shoot. You know, can can do do all those things. So you can right. put him basically anywhere, and he's gonna be efficient. Right. Um, oh, definitely. Second team center. Um, I don't know. You may not be a fan of this one. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Joel Embiid. Oh God. <laughs> look! 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 Go! Go! Look at the road record. Go look at the number of games he played. Right. I can't. The record is horrible. <laughs> I I can't. They're strong at home though. <laughs> oh, they're they're legendary. I think they're like twenty nine right. and two at home. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, it's ridiculous at home. Um, and, and that's what they were saying. Like it's pro- ten and twenty four on the road. <laughs> no, that 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 one was an emotional decision. Um. It it was just hard for me to overlook him and be like, I'm not gonna put such a talent there. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like the the first team is kind of like, you, you have know what real, I mean? the, yeah, you have guys that you can't go against, and you have to really deserve your spot to be on the first. Right, team. right. Second team, I feel like you could play around with it a little more, and, and that's why like that one was an emotional decision. I feel like he's definitely feel- top center when he's healthy. I felt like second team is... Like, I put him on the third team. Right. Because no, I'm I, not mad at that. You know, I was like, you know what? It's, it's, still, it's still Joel Embiid, you know? It's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad when, at that at all. When he's on, he's one of the most dominant guys in the league. Exactly. But... <laughs> so who was your center? Bam. Bam? Yeah. See, the, the, the problem with me not putting Bam there... Joel will destroy Bam. And, and that's why, to me, I couldn't do it. That's why okay. I said it was an emotional decision. It's an emotional decision, but Kawhi <laughs> destroys anybody on the first team. With, he's, the without, best player, he's the best player in the league as far as a, one game moment Without goes. a question, but let's say Kawhi versus Greek Freak, Kawhi versus Luka, Kawhi versus James, Kawhi versus LeBron, it's not yes. a blowout. Like, it's a head-to-head matchup. What happened in the playoffs last year when Kawhi guarded Greek Freak? He didn't do it by himself. He didn't do it by himself, but they won. No, it was just he was the best dude on him to contain him with the help of the team. Yes. And he was and amazing. I'm not going to take that away. Exactly. And he put, he put up numbers. He did. On, 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 on the offensive end. He did. And then this up. year, then he just toyed with the Lakers the first two times they played. Where it was like, okay, now I'm taking over and, you know, basically LeBron, you're my son. Listen, was this still a blowout or it was 
okay, these are two elite guys. He's better. It wasn't like, woo, like, no, this is not a conversation. It was, it was a head-to-head amongst two elites and mm-hmm. one edge in the other. You know, okay. time to show who's the better player, and he did that. And that's why we showed him love in the second team. We felt like, obviously, little things are the reason why we couldn't put him on the first, him coasting and stuff like that. But he is so good that we couldn't put him on the third team or not look at him at all. And that's how I feel like with JoJo is when JoJo is locked in, he does that to the top centers. Yes. I mean, he, he put up – so first meeting against, uh, against Miami, against Bam, he put up 35 and 11. <laughs> Second meeting, let's look. I hope it wasn't an away game. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it wasn't an away game. They, they lost by 30. <laughs> but Joel, Joel put up 29. Right. You know, 29 and 12. Right. Bam was a plus 29 when he was on. Yeah, you said he lost by 30, didn't you? Yeah, but the thing is, I like, not, 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 not everybody was plus 30. Bam was, yeah. you know... That's the thing, like, the impact Bam has on it. Like, we, we said it when we put our all-defensive teams. Like, right. defensively, Bam is the engine that makes that thing go. But why didn't he stop JoJo from getting 30? Yes, one-on-one. Like, you know, JoJo's going to put up numbers. But that's the point. But the he's always in he... great position. He's going to deflect passes. That is, that he's going to contest other guys at the rim. That is not cute. That, that is, is cute. No, because because at I, the end of the day, we, uh, last I checked, we're looking at all NBA team, not all defensive team. Yeah, but it's not like he didn't put up numbers. Fifteen. Have, how many assists Bam Adebayo is averaging? Definitely not more than five. Sixteen points, eleven rebounds, five assists a game. Thank you. Not more than five. Yes, <laughs> with one block and one steal. Right. And JoJo. Yes, Joel is putting better raw numbers. Joel played, and Joel played 43 games. I get it, but like I said. He's injured all the time. (laughs) That, hey, listen. Like I said, that, that may be, actually that may be why we're not even having a conversation with him being on the first team. Because if JoJo is healthy, he's fighting for that first team center position. Not, Not with a 10 and 24 road record. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so JoJo is 23 and 12 with three assists, um, one steal, one block, and his favorite three turnovers a game. I mean, JoJo has a case for second team, but I just felt like Miami has a better record right now. I, I agree. And to me, the most valuable player on Miami is Bam. He's a center, and I felt like I should reward the fact that he's, he's been healthy and he's performed at such a high level and he's been consistent. Right. And that's why I, I picked Bam as a second-team guy. Why not Rudy, then? Rudy's on a winning team on the West Coast. Better numbers than Bam. Does he have better numbers than Bam? Yeah, he's like a 15 and 13, something like that. But he's not the passer that Bam is. No, no, not at all. Like Bam, think, Bam, Bam. Offensively, has, I don't even think he's as polished as Bam. Oh, yeah, he's at 15 and 13.7. Yeah, exactly. Like, Bam, like they, they've ran their offense through Bam. Like, he, he really hit is, like, the key to Miami's success. Right. 
Nick Bam is Dan good. Really, Bam is really good. I think he's he kind of underrated, I feel like. No, no. I, I don't I know just, if you see what I see in him. No, but listen, I'm, I, I like what I saw, especially on the defensive end. I think, uh, and even, listen, even on the offensive end, the way he handles a ball shocked me. Shocked the hell out of me. Sometimes I didn't even recognize him. I thought I was looking at one of the guards handling the ball and stuff like that. Yeah. He's good. He's really good. I just, it, it, it's tough. It's tough just, just because, like I said, when JoJo is healthy, I feel like you can't count him out. And that's why it, it was hard for me to put him out there. That's fine. I mean, I mean, that's not a bad choice because JoJo, JoJo is elite, you know. Right. And like we said on the, on the last pod, when, when he's healthy and he's ready to go, he's one of the most impactful guys in the league. On both ends, you know. Definitely. So, um, third team. So that was really, I mean, that's like. But um, yes. So third third team was a was a lot harder because, a lot of guys would have been, like, eligible for this. But I felt like. Yeah, everybody. The whole league is eligible for this one. But 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 winning to me was a a big key. Unless right. unless you really put up insane numbers and you're right. not that far from winning. So first as a third team guard, um, Ben Ben Simmons. You had Ben. Yeah. Okay. Why, why are you shocked with Ben? Well, you had two Sixers. He had, <laughs> no, he said third third team. Are we talking about third yeah, team? I know, but overall you have two Sixers, and I haven't heard a single Raptor name, and they're second in the East. You're right about that. You're right about that. You're right. That is outrageous. That is outrageous. That is definitely outrageous. Because I'm pretty sure as forwards, you probably had Jimmy and Jason. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you that don't is have outrageous. You don't have Siakam and you don't have Larry. That's tough. That's tough. That, that's crazy. That's tough. Once again, I think that, man, that, they're, that's they're, tough. They're 46-18. No, it, it is, but you see, like, this is not... The problem with this is, and for now, if I'm looking at it, let's say if I put Kyle ahead yeah. of Ben, which yeah. I can because yeah. you made a very valid point. In my head, is like I'm saying Kyle is better than Ben. And that's not it, the case. It's Kyle I think more, Kyle is playing better. He's yeah, more valuable and, and to his team. Exactly, exactly. But at the same time, I'm looking at Ben when JoJo's not there, what he does. Oh, he's great. I'm not denying that. And I feel like the team is much better when he's not around. Like, if they were able to, like, cater the team around just Ben. Is the team much they, better when, when, when Joel is not around? They're different. I don't think they're much better. I think they allow Ben to be himself and everybody kind of do their thing. Yeah, but they're not much better. Their ceiling is not as high without Joel. I don't know. I don't think it is. Because the thing is, when you don't have Joel... Because of the way they're built, they're, they don't have a shot creator. True. So they can't. That might slow, be the only thing missing. Exactly. So they, they can't really slow down the game. But I think the only place that's going to hurt him is in the playoffs. Yes, and that's where it matters. You're right. You're so right. Th- that's what I'm saying. The ceiling of that team is limited if you only have Ben. That's true. But you know, now then again, you, you, you can trade JoJo for a shot creator. You yeah, you, a but one. a great one, but 
who's really, really great. Like, if you put, if you trade JoJo for CJ McCollum, for instance. Right. I think they're not as good. They're better with JoJo than with CJ McCollum. Uh, why? Because I think JoJo can control the, the, the flow of a game better than CJ. He has more impact on the outcome of a game. Just because he gets to the line a lot more. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that, you know, he's a pretty good post-up play. Like, his numbers, as far as posting up, uh, are not great, great. But they're right. pretty good. And defensively, it's just, like, he bothers everyone. Yeah. No, you got a point there. So, yeah. So, I feel like... Yeah, I, I, I understand the point that Ben would be better off in a different situation. Like, if you put him at the place of Giannis... I think that's exactly what you would need. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because you have another quick guard like Bledsoe that can sort of create. And, you know, DiVincenzo has been coming along. Like, last year they had Brogdon that would do that. But now it's Dante. Um, yeah. they, have a, they have a shot blocker in, uh, what's his name, Brooke Lopez and, <laughs> and all that stuff. So, yeah, you, you would essentially have to build the bucks around around Simmons right but I think Kyle is has been a better player this no, year no I agree I agree I, I, I apologize to Kyle uh, I disrespected him by not putting him in there you're right thank you I, I agree with you on that you All made right. a case uh, for the other guard Bradley Bill yep same choice yeah Yeah. He, yep. you know they, they, they were not you know winning like that but he was putting up numbers then see I picked him over I mean, Trade. they want enough. They they want enough to get that Orlando invitation. Exactly. That that's my whole thing with him, <laughs> him and him and Trey. I was like, listen, he got invited to Orlando, so he wins in my book. Yeah, <laughs> they actually right. won games, and he had to put up crazy numbers, but you know what? He he did it, and the and they won. Like his his performance actually translated to wins, whereas Trey, right, it didn't matter. Like, right. You know, he, he could put up 35 and 15 assists. They would still lose by 15. You know? Exactly. Um, 13 forward. Uh, well, we talked about that already. We said uh, Jimmy and uh, Oh, yeah, Jason. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, Jason, yeah. That, yeah. No, that was easy. I think, I think that, was, that made the case for, for them. Like, okay. Um, and Westbrook for guards. Um, man. La- last two months, I I really hesitated a lot for Westbrook because the yeah. last two months he was he was he the was best on the rocks on the Rockets. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, I mean, I guess you you can definitely make a case for Westbrook over Bradley. Uh, it's just I also feel like Bradley kind of took off. You know what I'm saying? A notch as far as like his what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that my the my thing with. Yeah, the improvement, exactly. And Russell, you know, it, it, it kind of showed what I was expecting with the dynamic of him and James. It was not going to work out. I didn't yeah. see any improvement in Russ Russell's game as far as, like, being able to adapt. You know what I'm saying? It was almost like, all right, my turn, your turn. And that's why that team is not where it needs to be with those two explosive guards. Um, and, and, and they it's in se- essentially adapted the roster to fit Westbrook. Exactly. Because James kind of needs that 
that weapon that can roll and that you know puts exactly. pressure on the defense so that he can have a lot more space to operate whereas Westbrook doesn't need that he needs all the space necessary for him to just attack at will exactly you know so I, f I feel like that was really something I don't know like I don't know if that was the right decision in the long run but they definitely uh, try to make Russ feel feel at home with their, right. with their moons this year yeah And no, definitely. What one thing I can say though about like the improvement on his part was that he became a, a more way more efficient player. Russ? Yes. Yeah. Like the shooting percentages are like unseen yeah. in in Russland. Right. You no, know, in West in Westbrook Island. You never see 65% from the field for like a week straight, you know? No, Or 55%. And that those are things like, um, in the week of February 9th, he put up 39% with 55%, 36 on 56%, uh, 21 on 53%, 34 on 54%. Man. Uh, and their record was 3 and 1 in those games. Ugh. And then he followed that up with 33 on 62, 41 on 59, 24 on 47. Like, that's, that kind of efficiency is pretty, pretty good. Right. But, you know, we also talk about consistency. He started a year looking like, you know, he didn't belong as a starting point guard anymore. Right. You know, the team was losing and he wasn't... Uh, I mean, not that the team was losing. The team was winning because of, what's his name, James, but his efficiency was horrendous. Right. You know. So, yeah, I think as far as consistency went, uh, I probably gave the edge to uh, Bradley Beal. Yeah. Um, third team center. Um, third team center. I went with Bam. Okay, so we, we, uh, had, we had the inverse... Yeah, I went with Bam. Um, I kind of wish I could put Pascal at the at the five with this situation, just because of you know his improvement. You know what I mean, going from <laughs> where he was at. You know what I mean to the, especially when the, the season started, the type of numbers he was putting up was ridiculous. Oh yeah, no, but 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 that's the thing. Like you can't start this hot and then not maintain it as as exactly. much. Exactly. You know? So. It kind of hurts your case as far as being a, it does. a valid candidate. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, thanks again for taking part of this, uh, on yes, Cole. Sir. You know, it's been a pleasure. Thanks to our producer, McFly. Shout out to Nephew. And see you next time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.